Hello, 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 and welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where we help passionate people create stable income with flexible schedules by getting ideal nonprofit clients with the best grant writing and nonprofit sales strategies in the industry. My name is Holly Rustic, and I went from working 50 plus hours per week as a grant writer inside a nonprofit, living paycheck to paycheck, to opening my own freelance grant writing business and only working part-time hours, earning more than I ever had before. Inside our programs, the Freelance Grant Writer Academy and the Grant Professional Mentorship, I have helped more than 100 changemakers get out of toxic 9-to-5 jobs and replace their full-time incomes while working part-time as a grant writer from home and around the world. Simply by learning how to write grants through our grants writing formula and implementing our unique approach to nonprofit sales. Join these aspiring and seasoned grant writers so you too can secure ideal nonprofit clients with cause areas that you fully believe in, get them massive funding, and be able to set your own schedule and revenue goals. Be sure to join our weekly email newsletter, The Freelance Grant Writer Hub Haven, where you get stress-free nuggets on the financial stability components and skills of being a freelance grant writer. Plus, you get updates about the Freelance Grant Writer Academy. Just go to grantwritingandfunding.com to subscribe. And now let's get ready for the most bold, empowering, and approachable coaching and conversations you've ever heard. Let's create a higher standard of stability freedom, and legacy together. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding, and welcome to another episode of the Grant Writing and Funding podcast, where we help you master grant writing skills and open six-figure grant writing businesses so you have more time in your schedule, so you can get out of toxic work environments, and so you can serve more nonprofits by benefiting your community and the world by writing grants. And to find out more about all the things that we have available to help you do that, go to grantwritingandfunding.com where you can find out more information about our Freelance Grant Writer Academy. And you can also sign up for our Hub Haven to get on our free email newsletter where you'll get a free grant writing stress-free tip every single week, as well as be notified when the podcast drops. So jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com for more information and to help the world do more with positive impact through your grant writing skills. All right, on the show today, we have Mr. Steven Halasnik, and he is co-founder and managing partner of Financing Solutions and has over 25 years of business experience dealing with banks. Yep, you heard it right, banks. Financing Solutions is the leading provider of lines of credit to small nonprofits in the United States. Steve is also the host of the Nonprofit MBA podcast. So you are a podcast listener. Jump over there if you want to hear more about Nonprofit MBA. I've actually been on that podcast, so it's pretty fun. <laughs> but what we talk about today is really looking at lines of credit. Some of you may need to get lines of credit as you're you know, expanding your nonprofit, developing certain things, etc. So he really can talk you through how to do that. And also, a lot of y'all are getting reimbursed for your grants. How do you do cash flow while you're waiting for that? Do you turn down grants because you don't have cash flow? He's going to talk about how lines of credit could actually set you up for success. So you're not scared to actually go and write those grants and get those grants that are on a reimbursable basis, right? And it'll also help you like continue your payroll and all of that. 
So this is such a good episode today, so tune in. And for all of today's show notes, go to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 311. All right, here's Steven. Oh, I'm excited to be here. I love being on podcasts. And this is going to be, I think your listeners are going to find this informative. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what we had you on. And you were also, on, you said you love being on podcasts and you also run a couple of podcasts. So you guys will definitely, all you podcast listeners out there, definitely want to check out uh, the, the, the nonprofit MBA. And you also have the entrepreneur MBA podcast. So that's really cool. We're going to have all of the links in the show notes. So you guys can definitely check that out. And just to kind of talk your background a little bit, you're co-founder and managing partner of Financing Solutions, and you've been in this space of 25 years working with businesses, nonprofits, and banks, right? Like that liaison, I kind of think of you like, right? Like kind of, you talk both languages. And I know we're going to talk about that today because that is so important to say, these are different types of languages, right? That nonprofits may not really understand the language of finance, right? And that kind of, I almost look at it like academics have a certain kind of language, banking has a certain kind of language, right? We have all these different languages and sometimes we aren't sure. So we're just, maybe sometimes we're scared a little bit in fear because we don't understand the language. So it's hard for us to understand or take the next step forward of trying to find out more information. So thank you for coming on again and, and talking about this language today. <laughs> so, sure. Yeah. 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 So I know we wanted to dig into knowing the financing or the landscape, right, for nonprofits. So let's just get in there and talk about it. Like a lot of nonprofits like come to me and they say, Holly, we're going after this grant. We got the grant. We're so excited, but they operate on reimbursements. And our nonprofit just does not have the cash flow. We can't, we don't, our bank didn't give us an extension, like, you know, a, a line of credit or something like that. We don't know what to do, or they won't go after the grant because they may be in that situation. So I just want to, I know, get deep and dirty real quick and like get in there and, and kind of discuss this. And then we can go more into that language discussion about banking. Yeah. So there is, a, there isn't a day or an hour Probably a, a, a every 15 minutes, and I'm not getting a call from a nonprofit who has said, you know, we just won this grant, um, but it's reimbursable, and uh, we, you know, we we need to find the money uh, to start operations or to to start this program. And unfortunately, there is no lender that and I'm, this is going to be a, a cold dose of reality that's out there, which is good because if you know yeah. the real. You don't waste your time, right? Mm -hmm. So there's there's not a, a lender, there's not a commercial bank, there's not a local bank, and there's not a uh, alternative financing company out there um, that is going to lend you money in the hopes that you know you you put the money out and you get the money back in a grant. It's mm -hmm. just way too risky for the for the lender. Now, you know, let, let, so I mean. You know, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I mean, so what do you do? You got to, you got to start raising the money. Okay, mm -hmm. you got to start raising the money. Now, this is for a new startup or a new nonprofit. If your existing nonprofit has cash flow, in other words, if you have revenue coming in, and you know, you know, I'm talking about you know five hundred thousand to a million dollars a year in in revenue coming in. Uh, that's a different story, and then we can then, and we're going to talk about that. But that's a different that's a different conversation. But you know, I get calls all the time by 
you know, new, new, new startups uh, who are nonprofits who uh, want, uh, need the money to, you know, because they want a grant or even sometimes because they're applying for a grant. And, uh, uh, you know, it's just, just not going to get anybody who's going to help them. And, you know, what you need to do is either one, go find a, uh, a big donor, somebody who is, you know, a private person who's going to give you the money, <clears throat> start fundraising, do an event, you know, those type of things. It's all about cash flow, right? And I don't care if you're a nonprofit, if you're a small business, it's all about getting this constant cash flow, which is revenue coming in. And yes, you have expenses too, but you know, a bank or a financial institution is wants to see that. They want right. to see that you have that going on. Um, so now there's, here's some key, key things that everybody should know who's listening. Some key terms. The first thing is it's, uh, you know, what is a line of credit versus mm -hmm. what is a loan? And mm -hmm. what is a mortgage? Now, I think we all know what a mortgage is, right? Yeah. But I get a lot of calls from nonprofits who are existing nonprofits, let's say, who've got cash flow. And they say, we want to buy this building, so we want a line of credit. And that's ah. not what a line of credit is used for, okay? Mm -hmm. A line of credit is used to address short-term cash flow issues. So every nonprofit has ups and downs in cash flow. You know, yeah. and so, but you have fixed expenses, which is almost always payroll mm -hmm. or program expenses. So you that is fixed, but yet your your revenue comes in different times, and that causes problems. And so that's where a line of credit, or sometimes they call it a working line of credit, is very very helpful because it, it allows you to use the money for a very short period of time and then pay it off. You use it again, pay it off, right? Uh, whereas, um, a, if, so that's not good for a, buying a building. It's not even good for renovation of a building mm -hmm. because okay, a loan is something where you, you take a fixed amount of money, you take it all at once and you pay it back over a two to five year period. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's used for typically renovations on a, or, or you know, that type of thing. Now, so that's the first thing you should know, the difference between a line of credit, a loan, and a mortgage. Mm -hmm. And um, the second thing that everybody should, should know is the term um, uh, secure or unsecure. So, so uh, uh, most lenders want you to have a, uh, uh, a uh, security, which is some type of asset that can be sold mm -hmm. if you default. All right. Yeah. So it could be, you know, a house. It could mm -hmm. be your house. It could be stocks, bonds. It, it could be um, equipment, uh, mm -hmm. anything that can be sold. And so a lot of banks are not going to approve a nonprofit unless you have security. Yeah. Now, an unsecured loan means you don't have any of that, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. much harder to find someone, uh, a lender who's going to do that. Right. And then um, the next thing is a personal guarantee. Mm -hmm. And that means that you as a person outside of the nonprofit 
are going to personally guarantee the line of credit, the loan, the mortgage if it defaults, mm-hmm. right? And and almost nobody at a nonprofit wants to do that, right? right? And mm-hmm. um, and so they're also in that vein too um, are going to look at credit scores, not right. of your nonprofit. That's another misnomer. Mm-hmm. Your nonprofit honestly will not have a credit score unless you reach about $10 million in revenue. Okay. So mm-hmm. they're going to look at your personal credit score. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so you, you might be lucky, but I, 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 it's so rare for me to ever hear that a nonprofit is going to, uh, is going to under $10 million in revenue a year is going to get a commercial or a local bank to give them an unsecured line of credit and, and they're definitely going to ask for a personal guarantee. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and then there's, so there's other companies like mine. So we are the, my company financing solutions is the leading provider of lines of credit to small nonprofits in the United States. Mm-hmm. We have our line of credit is unsecured. There's no personal guarantee unless you commit fraud. Mm-hmm. And what, what would that mean? It means like you, you take the money from the line of credit, you put it into the nonprofit, you put it in your personal account, and then you leave. That's right. fraud. Okay. Yeah. And then everybody in nonprofits are used to the idea of what fraud is like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then then lastly is even if you do get a commercial local bank, and this is based on reality. I mean, I you definitely should go to your local bank and your commercial mm-hmm. com- community bank, to, I'm sorry, com- the commercial bank, to see if they're willing to work with you. Yeah. Um, that's where you should go first. Yeah. But, your, your relationships. Right. And yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not just that is, you know, a, uh, in some cases, a community bank and a local bank might be cheap. I'm sorry. Uh, a commercial bank might be cheaper than what my company does. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, but not always. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you do to open up a line of credit with a bank, they're going to want to charge you upfront fees mm-hmm. and, and a yearly maintenance fee to keep it in place. And, right. and so, so, I mean, those are some terminologies that you all should know, you know, secure, unsecure, you know, I, I mean, we talked a lot about, you know, reimburse. Now, again, yeah. if you have an existing cash flow, mm-hmm. and then you want to get a line of credit because you have these reimbursable expenses, that's very common. And that's what we do all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not gonna, you know, I, as far as I know, I mean, you know, financing solutions has been around for 12 years. Um, I don't know of any other business that just 80% of their clients come is nonprofits that are small. So, you know, we're very, our product is very popular. It, Mm -hmm. you know, we talk the same language as nonprofits. Uh, And you should know, it's like, we're not like, this is the other thing is, you know, we're not a broker. So, the, mm-hmm. so that's very common out there is that there's com- there's companies out there who say, oh, I'll get you a line of credit, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I would really avoid those uh, okay. because the brokers are taking huge fees. They don't tell you that, but, mm-hmm. and um, they're actually, they, they have a hard time finding someone who's going to work with a nonprofit anyway. these So those brokers will come to me <laughs> and uh, then they'll tack on a fee right. for that. Well, for um, their services too, yeah. yeah. Just, just real quick, rewinding a little bit. This is a question I have. You talked about um, 
looking at the individual's credit score then, would that be of the ED, the executive director, or from yes. the board of directors since they're like, you know, basically the owners, right? Ownership more of the- The number. answer is yes and yes. So okay. what what we do and what mm -hmm. a bank when a bank does uh, is, well, let me speak first. Yes, it's the executive director. They're going to look at their credit score and there's going to be a threshold as to what the number has to be. And then after that, they're going to look at the, at the, the details. And this is the reason why. They, uh, we all want somebody who's responsible, who shows a history of paying their bills. Right. That's the reason right. why. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you, so you say as well, you're not asking for like in financing solutions case, you're not asking for a personal guarantee. Why are you looking at my credit score? It's exactly mm -hmm. why we're looking at your credit score because we have no security to go after. Mm -hmm. We, we have, uh, we only have your word. And so at financing solutions, we are actually using, we're using our money. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm one of the owners. Uh, we're loaning out uh, our money for mm -hmm. uh, a line of credit and so because of that, we're making basically a guess. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, and so one of the things that we use, which everybody does, is they look at your personal credit score. Right, right. Now, yeah, if, that makes sense. Yeah, if mm -hmm. the executive director, his credit score is on the fringe of being okay. And again, everybody has a different level of a credit score that they use. Um, they might ask for a co-signer. Okay. And that would be someone on the board. Right. Okay. And th that makes sense, you know, to look at it. Because even like grants, they want to know one of the main things, can you manage money, right? Like, so these kind of conversations, mm. it's, you know, important. And I see like sometimes smaller nonprofits, especially they'll try to just to go to their credit card for extended lines of credit as well. Do you kind of think that's a good idea? They're already in the, those positions where they have maybe a little bit of a line of credit there. Well, it's awfully it's an awful big gamble, okay? Because yeah. all credit cards are personally guaranteed. Mm -hmm. So if you don't win that grant, you got to pay it back. All right, <laughs> and you're talking mm -hmm. about a quick way. You know, you don't realize until you get a little older how real how important your credit score is. Right. It's, it's the difference between you, you know, getting a loan for your car or not. It's the difference between you paying an extra two to four hundred dollars per month mm -hmm. for a car. Than, uh, than not, you know, it's a difference between you having to put, you know, 30, 40% down on a house instead of 20, you yeah. know, so it goes with you and anyone who has a bad credit score, you know, knows that the problems they have, even in getting a credit card. So mm -hmm. what, you know, would I do it? No. I mean, to, mm -hmm. would I put, you know, um, I, I would just, if I was a nonprofit, I would, you know, I wouldn't, you know, the, the typical path that you see with, because we deal with small nonprofits every day, right? Mm -hmm. The typical path that we see is they go and they, um, the best thing to do is to raise, you start raising funds, yeah. right? You have mm -hmm. an event, right? You have an event, you maybe start to solicit donors, you start going that direction. And then as you continue to start to develop and you get the cash flow, then you start applying for grants, yeah. Right. And yeah. that's typically what we say. You, mm -hmm. you too, Holly? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's what I encourage because once again, like I mentioned, you know, grants, they want to know two things, like grant funders, right? They want to know two things. Can you implement projects? Well, and can you manage money? Well, right. So 
those are basically the essence of a grant. And then you, you show how you can do that, right? So being able to answer, if you've never managed money, and it doesn't mean, can you manage grant money necessarily? It means, can you manage money? So if that's fundraising money, donors, et cetera, just like you're saying, that's where you can show, yes, I can manage money. And yes, I can implement projects, right? So it's just having those case studies and that data and that information to be able to make grant funders a little more comfortable, right? So to look at that, because they are also taking, they're taking a gamble on you too, right? So and yeah. they want to make sure they're taking a really solid gamble and that can help to showcase those those things that you can do those two things. So yeah, mm -hmm. and it makes sense from their standpoint. Um, yeah. I mean, do you want to, you know, not, this is not a great correlation, but I have a 14 year old. Do I want to give my 14 year old a thousand dollars and say, here, go, go do with it with what you want. You right. know, uh, you know, it's, you know, no, I mean, I'll start off with $10 maybe, you know, yeah. so, right. I actually have that exact example in my book, my grant writing book. Uh, and it talks about how to think about it. Like, go mom, remember when you were a teenager and get yeah. parents, right? Like, and if you go spend it on something that you weren't supposed to spend it on, then come back and ask for more money for that same thing that you were supposed to spend it on. They're like, uh, hmm. <laughs> right? yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I do recommend, you know, cause I, you know, like you said, I do my own podcast. And so I have a lot of grant writer consultants on it too. And, and, you know, we're always talking about fundraising and donors and stuff like that. Um, I do think that the, that what I see is nonprofits wait too long, wait too long to start their grant writing process. But, you know, you still have to have some cash flow going before you come. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, to start small, right? Like mini yes. grants. So, yes. and, and that's the way you can build your portfolio as well. Like it's really, and I think maybe I wonder too, because where I see a lot of the nonprofits kind of have more of this conversation about uh, lines of credit and cash flow isn't necessarily like the really, really start startup ones. Um, maybe that started to have the conversation there on how to get there, but it's more about, maybe 100, 200,000 per year annual operating budget. And now they're eligible because they've built a little bit of that portfolio managing maybe $10,000, $50,000 grants. But now they're really going to go after say 500,000, right? So they're kind of at that cusp where like, we don't have a lot of cash flow. We're still kind of like, but we're ready for the next level. We're ready yeah. for that jump and it's a hard transition. So that's where I really see a lot of the conversation that we're having today. And I think it's going to be really helpful for them. Is yeah. that in your experience as well? Yeah. And you know what I, I find is um, like, listen, a solid nonprofit that's on their way is is a million dollars in revenue, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. it, it sounds like a lot, but it's it's really not, okay? Mm -hmm. It's very, very, it's, but if you're doing a million dollars in revenue a year, you're, you're starting to get a really solid, you're starting to start to apply for a lot of grants, you have your operations down. Um, this, this is the other thing I wanted to tell you, cause I get these calls all the time. I'll get someone who calls us and say is, um, so, uh, you know, so my revenue, they'll say the revenue that we have is $200,000. That's what it reads in my 990. Mm -hmm. So I'll be like, okay, you, you, we will, ex we will, um, approve you for a $7,000 line of credit. And they'll be like 7,000, you know, they, we want a hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I don't, I'm not this blunt, but I'll be like, no one's going to give you a hundred thousand dollars. They're too afraid. You can't. And anyone who did would mm -hmm. be, they, it would be scary because there is no way you can pay back a hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollar line of credit. So the expectations often that mm -hmm. someone has of how much, I mean, forget they're, 
then they're not even going to get approved from, for 99.9% of the companies out there that do financing for any line of credit, let alone, you know, a, a hundred thousand. So, right. you know, that's the thing about expectation. So, you know, the, um, you know, we were what we, I think we are the first company in the United States 12 years ago to offer an unsecured line of credit to nonprofits. It just um, wasn't available, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's why you get calls all the time. <laughs> I get questions all the time because they are kind of stuck in this position and, you know, and it is like, oh man. So do you take more than if a grant gets secured? So somebody came to you and they said, we have this grant. We know it's awarded. I mean, there's still risk, right? I mean, it's yeah. not guaranteed. Yeah, we wouldn't do it. Yeah. Okay. No one, no one would do it. No, yeah. You know, yeah. and so I get that question all the time. Well, who else can we turn to? And I want to help them. Yeah. But there's nothing out there. You know, again, this is what, and what I usually say to those people is, go find a donor, go start building relationships. That's going to be a big part of your future skill set. You're going to need to do anyway. Mm-hmm. But go to the donor show them the letter, find somebody who cares about your cause and say, listen, mm-hmm. this is the issue I have. I have a you know million dollar grant here that's going to be paid out in the next three years, but you know, um, you know, we need to upfront the money, yeah. you know, and uh, you know, you, you might even, I, you know, I never say this to them, but you can also go back to the person and say, I'd be willing to pay you, you know, a 10% interest on it, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, um, because that would be the growing, the, uh, some of the going rate, ten to twelve percent. Okay, know, that's good. Like that. Yeah, that's not from us, but that's yeah. from that person. So, um, right. you know, yeah, you know, I don't think they would they they would say okay, honestly. Uh, yeah. They would just give you the money, you know, because uh, I don't think it. And I think if you have somebody who wants ten to twelve percent, you know, and wants interest, let's just say, is you know, they um they they don't care about your cause. So, right. Yeah. 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 I've seen some uh, organizations um, tap on their board, right, as well. Yeah. And or to make sure like they are, you know, and that's what I think about when you're, you're looking at your board matrix and you're looking at developing a board, like, you know, having people in that do maybe have lines of credit, like in their own businesses or those kind of things that do care about your cause. I mean, that can be a plus. And I have seen board members do that before. Right. So yeah. Um, and not take interest because that would be a conflict of interest, right? So it's um to really kind of look at that as well a little bit more and, and who you're your relationship building with because you may be in that situation, right? Where you do need something or you need to just, you know, you're nonprofit, right? It's a huge it, it helps, right? Whatever you're doing to build, it helps with causes in the world and social causes. So you want people who who are, you know, believe in it and passionate, but also may have some business acumen or some finance acumen, of course to be able to run this business because it is a business. It's just a different. Right. Well, you, what you want is your board needs to be a can do, right. Mm -hmm. They need to be able to figure out and you know, you're, you're right. And it's saying is before even you go out to assemble, to go and try to get money from other people, you know, you know, one thing should be building a really good board, you Mm -hmm. know, because I'm on two boards. Right. And Mm -hmm. I just, I just start, I just joined this, this one board a year ago. Right. And, um, you know, and I raised ten thousand dollars for mm-hmm. the board for for the organization. You know, I'm a I, and it wasn't my money. I I am that can do. You tell me about a problem, and I'm going to go do it. Those are the type of people you want on your board. And you also, you know, yeah. I mean, it's nice to have. It's nice to have maybe one or two people who don't have money who's on the board, because mm-hmm. you know that's a night nice, you want a mixture of things. 
but you want people on your board who have money. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that's usually the case. I mean, you don't typically join a board unless you have money. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why they won't, that's why your nonprofit wants you. Right. right? Relationships and the relationships, you know, you've mm-hmm. done it before. Yes, mm-hmm. you get donations and stuff like that. But, um, you know, so what I'm trying to say is you should be able to go to your board and say, hey, we just won this award, but we need this money to be reimbursed. How, how can we go and get it? And if you right. have a good board, they'll go figure it out. Right. Yeah. And, and this could be one of the ways, right? And there's there's so many creative ways to get money, right? So there is that. So never feel like you're just stuck and you have to do it one way, even though you know in your gut it doesn't feel right. Like there are options that you can put on the table and creatively think through. But having the board with that, right, with those decisions, obviously, and with that creative process can be can be more impactful. You can come up with more options, right? Yeah, so. let me, and, and, and also let me say this. I, you know, I hear this all the time from friends who are executive directors and they say, oh, if I was, you know, the, the business world, if I was a for-profit, I would mm-hmm. have, I'd have other options. And you, you, you don't. Mm-hmm. So whether you are a for-profit or a non-profit, managing money and managing finding money is a skill set you have to develop and and so um yeah so it's if you if you really care about your organization really want to grow it you're going to have to figure that part out of it because unfortunately there's a lot of people who start nonprofits who are more on the operations side they care a lot about their cause which is great but they they're not good at the raising money part of it right or they've been telling themselves that story for so long and they don't realize it's a skill that you can learn it's not necessarily innate right you know what I mean so it's like you can you know just because people are good at it doesn't mean they're just never had any training or experience or that sort of thing so definitely I never uh, believe me I was not leading anybody to think oh well I'm not good at this so I better stop it yeah Yeah. it's a complete opposite it's a learned skill you know, but you got to be willing to uh, do the initiative of, of making that first step. Right. Absolutely. So I love this so much. This has been so informative and, you know, really great because we want to look at and say, hey, there are resources out there, right? And for nonprofits and just ways to think about it too, right? Like, even before that potential, like line of credit, like there's a lot of things that you can build up so you're more in a position to take advantage of that, right? So, and to be able to really think through your process, like you said, and and I, I love what you said too, is like what once you get about a million per year in annual operating budgets, there is some sort of like streamline SOPs are developed, like you are kind of more in that sink, you know, or that's that stream, right? But before you get there, there are, there are a lot of learning curves. There's a lot of growth. There's a lot of things and it can feel overwhelming. So I just want to thank you for coming on the show today and breaking down that overwhelm a lot. Like I found out a lot. I was taking notes. <laughs> like this is awesome because I get these these questions all the time too, but that's not my lane, right? So I was like, this is great for me to know as well. Um, so before we close out the show today, is there anything else that you want to add about financing the line, landscape for nonprofits, um, especially like, you know, we're in inflation now, like everyone's talking about that. Like, is there anything that you also that you can kind of ease the overwhelm uh, for nonprofits right now? 
No, it's not that difficult. You know, I, I, I remember when I first started to deal with banks on my own to get lines of credit for my own businesses, you know, I, I was like, wow, they're, you know, I don't understand what they're thinking. And, mm -hmm. and then, you know, you, you start to learn and this isn't, you know, really that hard. So don't be afraid of it. You know, as far as the financing end of it goes, as far as it goes to managing money or having cash flow and all these, you know, some of the terminologies, income statements, balance sheets, you know, 990s, you know, I mean, it's obvious yeah. stuff, but, um, you know, it's all stuff that you'll, you're going to learn and you just got to dive in and, and go. And, you know, uh, I think, but, you know, nowadays podcasts are fantastic to listen to. There's a lot of really great ones that are out there, yours and, and, and other ones. And, and so I, I know I love, I think our, I tell everybody on, and I'm sure you do too, Holly, that if you just listen to every single one of maybe Holly's podcasts or or, or my podcast, because I bring on such incredible guests, mm -hmm. it's just going to make you so good at what you do. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what I would say is don't be afraid. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Don't be afraid because a lot of people might just be overwhelmed without even looking at the process. And it's really, yeah, it's just, you know, a lot of it's stuff that your treasurer can um, produce for you, right? And all of that sort of thing. So it's, it is interesting to think about, oh, this could be a possibility. And maybe this is where we can get through that growing pain, right? Of going up to the next level. Yep. So I yep. love And then, that. I mean, the last thing I would say is if you're over $200,000 in revenue and, uh, you know, you want to get a, a starter line of credit going, uh, you know, just look at us. Um, you can go to uh, financingsolutionsnow.com. Uh, financingsolutionsnow.com and we'll give you a free quote. It takes you a minute and a half to fill out the form. There's no paperwork. We don't run a credit check. We send you an offer letter um, and you, you can look at it and decide if you want to move forward or not. And I, I, I would recommend it. I think it's a good idea. It doesn't, we don't charge anything for a line of credit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you only get charged when you, until, until you use it. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you've been in this world long enough, wait, you're going to have sleepless nights when you are about to miss payroll. So yeah. get that line yeah. of credit in place. So, yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah. So even if you don't need it, even if you don't like get it in right place. Now, yeah, it's not. And I know even, you know, it was interesting a lot of when the, the pandemic in the, in the beginning and a lot of monies were coming out. And I know a lot of businesses were just applying for a lot of the funding because of that, just to have, even though they're like, I don't even need it right now. But just in case, I want to get these amazing. Yeah, I know. I I would say eighty percent of our clients are it's emergency because they're about to miss payroll or they have yeah. something going on, right? Twenty percent yeah. of them are smart and they get it because they want to get it ahead of the game. Yeah. And uh, and the la you know the other thing I, I forgot to mention is there are IRS rules in regards to borrowing money from a person on the board. So yeah. you got to be careful with that. Yeah, you actually do have to pay them uh, interest. And then the other thing is they can't be related or a family member. There can't be a conflict of interest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so there are rules in relation to that. And, and I always tell this people, it's really uncomfortable going to back to the person on your board more than once. Mm -hmm. It makes you look like you're running a really not a good organization when the executive director has to go to somebody twice. Right. Or, uh, you know, for a loan. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's, it's, so that's why it's good to have, you know, something that's set up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, even like the board might not feel like they're trying to fundraise just to pay themselves back. Like it's kind of get it gets a little messy, right? It gets a little yeah. complicated. The the intentions. So yeah, yeah I, I do like that you mentioned that. So yeah, thanks for adding that because that's super important for people to know too. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll definitely jump, uh, link in all of your show notes as well. Uh, once again, that's financing solutions. So uh, financing solutions now.com. So thank you again, Stephen, for coming on. Um, yeah. And we'll definitely have you, have you back on the podcast sometime. So this has been great. Thanks again for sharing all of your wonderful knowledge. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for tuning in today to our Grant Writing and Funding podcast with Stephen Holasnik of Financing Solutions and also of, uh, he's the podcast host of the Nonprofit MBA podcast. I hope you learned a lot about lines of credit today and how that can help your nonprofit. For more information on how to find out more about Financing Solutions Now and Stephen and all the things we have at Grant Writing and Funding, jump over to our show notes today at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 311. While you're there, make sure you sign up for our Freelance Grant Writer Academy waitlist as well so you are notified the next time we open the doors and so you can master your grant writing skills, master your nonprofit strategic planning skills, and learn how to set up and grow a business to six figures in 12 months. If you love this podcast episode, please do me a favor. Leave a review on your podcast player as that does help other people find the podcast and we love reading every single review. Super excited about that. So thank you for taking a few minutes to do that as that really does help grow the podcast so more people can hear all of the free content that we put out every single week. All right, I'll see you next week on the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast. Bye-bye.